The content of this podcast is provided as general informational purposes only. It is not intended for, nor should it be used to replace professional behavior intervention and advice. This is Sissy. And this is Susan. And we are Function Junction. Behavior Matters. Sissy, where in the world are you? I see lots of Mickey Mouse around you and our guest today. And so you are in? We are in Orlando, Florida. When this is posted, we will have finished the 5K and be doing a 10K. And then on Saturday, we will do a half marathon. And on Sunday, a full marathon. It's called the Dopey Challenge. Well, you know, our last podcast, we talked about how you don't have to get it to be kind. And <laughs> this is definitely one of your hobbies and your your guests' hobbies that I don't get. But I still am excited for you and wish you the best of luck. It's going to be great. And so that's wonderful. And I know you've got some folks staying with your puppies. Oh, yes, yes. You know, but people that listen probably don't know. We have a boxer that is... A nervous wreck most of the time. She cannot go to a kennel. No, no. Took her one time and she lost like three pounds, which at the time for her was a lot of weight in four uh-huh. days, you know. So um, we, one of our, his sisters come in and take care of the house and the dogs while we're away so that the boxer doesn't have to have a nervous breakdown. <laughs> yes, and I completely understand. I have a friend, Jeremy, who stays with my dogs and when she can't, One of our listeners, Jennifer, uh, stays with the dogs because there's no way I could put them in a kennel. I would be worried sick. So, well, that's very exciting. I'm excited for you. And again, I don't get it, but I don't have to get it, (laughs) right? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we have my husband, Joe, here as a guest. Welcome, Joe. Hi, hi, Joe. Thank you. Thank you for being here with us. So I was thinking that, you know... Wanting to do something like a marathon takes behavior change for for most of us. And, and, you know, so we thought we would have Joe come on and talk about getting to a marathon or getting to running or those kinds of, you know, those kinds of things. Uh, And it doesn't have to be running. It could be whatever. Yeah. You know, I know when you, when COVID started, you guys, a lot of people developed not healthy habits and you two were ones that developed healthy habits. And so I believe, didn't you start training in in 2020? Yeah, well, really it just started for me. Well, we've been runners in the past. And then when I was working so much, I didn't have time to really run. And with the stay at home order, when we went through that, we did start walking a lot as yeah. a part of, you know, what do you, what to do with your day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and for Joe, it moved into running much faster than for me. Um, and he did it, was it, it was this, in 2021, he did a full marathon in our neighborhood. That's uh, right. <laughs> just because he had built up to it and was like, I want to do it. That's right. Right? Yeah. Honey? Yes, yes, I, I, I did. I I start, it was funny the day I started out only I was only going to do 15 miles that day and at about the 15th mile I thought you know I feel like I could do a full marathon so I'm just going to keep going till uh, I get tired so uh, I, I ended up doing 27 miles that day total. Wow wow that's a lot. Yeah. So talk to us a little bit about 
you know, the whole behavioral process. And I know, I know there's a lot of shaping involved and there's positive reinforcement involved. There's all kinds <laughs> of things with um, starting out and then being able to run up to 27 miles a day. Um, well, maybe so- you could take it back, honey, take it back to, I guess, when you started, decided to. Yeah, that's probably a good starting point because during school, I was an athlete. And when I uh, injured myself in high school playing sports, well, when I was carried off the field, I kind of thought that was the end of my exercising for life. I had decided that I had ran my last mile. Uh, Over the course of the next 10 years, I started developing my music career. Uh, I'm in the music business. So after riding on a tour bus for about five and a half years, I had put on much more weight than I had ever imagined I, I would put on and was in terrible shape. And I had moved to Nashville and it was time to, to get a new doctor. So I researched and found uh, uh, Dr. Arthur Williams, who he's still my doctor, but I was 35 at the time. And I went in for my, for a physical and ended up having a panic attack why I was in the office with him. Uh-oh. And he, he realized right off there was a panic attack and just told me to relax and left that appointment thinking, you know, everything's fine. He said the blood work would come in the next day or two and he'd call me back. Well, he called me the very next day and requested that I come back to the office the following day. That's not a great feeling. No, not at all. I, I just thought he, he liked me and just wanted to you know, more music stories. Right. But once I, once I uh, was back at his office, he, he set me down and he said, Joe, he said, we're close to the same age. And he biked a lot. He, he would go on 200 mile uh, a, a day bike rides. It's crazy, bike, a biker. But he said, you, know, you need to get in shape. He said, you have to do something. He said, you weigh 200, at the time, 235 pounds. He said, that's way too much weight. And he said, all of your blood work is really and truly out of whack. I can't even picture you. I can't even believe that you weighed that much. Well, I carried it well. <laughs> <laughs> so in that conversation, he he said to me, he said, I, I don't like to, to have my patients on medicine unless they really need it. He said, but right now, you probably need to be on blood pressure medicine and a few other things. And uh, he said, but once you start taking that, you'll have to stay on it forever. And I said, well, I don't want to take anything forever. And he said, well, then here's your other option. Put on a pair of shorts and a T-shirt and running shoes and go start walking. And, uh, and I said, and if I don't, he said, well, if you, if you don't, he said, when you hit about 60, he said, I'm going to be looking at you, telling you that we've done all we can do for you. And we're going to give you some medicine so you can live the next couple of years in some kind of comfort before you die. And I'm like, wow. okay. And that was a motivation for me to start working out because my, my father had had a heart attack at 44. And then he had a massive heart attack at 54 and died when I was 18. So that being in, in my family uh, history, I decided, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start working out. So the very first run was really eye-opening. I put my shorts on and my shoes and I took off and I started running. And shortly thereafter, I thought I was dying. I, uh, I, I had to stop the run and, and do more of a walk, got back to the house and 
really and truly thought I was dying. I, that's, oh I thought I was dying. So I got in the car to go see how far I had actually ran. Uh, that was before smartwatches and trackers and, and, and right. things. And I had went a whole quarter of a mile. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably what I would do today. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I pulled back and uh, spent the next six months to a year just walking. Uh, then I had some friends who had was training for a marathon uh, in Minneapolis. And uh, they, I started running with them, and they were doing five-mile, 10-mile runs, and I was still you know, three miles, four miles at the most. Then we had a, we had a music event in Canada. I think it was a Canadian country music awards. And my friends were there and they were going to do a run around a a lake that was a 10 mile loop. And I had never, I had never run that far. I had not really thought about running that far in in reality. So I told them I'd start start out with them, but I probably wouldn't go that far. Well, I, I ended up beating all of them by about 35 40 minutes. So wow. that, that, that put me into a mind frame of, okay, I can, I can do this. So I just started running up. I've done seven or eight marathons in my life now. And I think Sissy, we've done probably 15 to 20 half marathons. We've done a bunch of halves. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's super impressive. Well, and what's funny is, you know, we, it was, I think 2012, we did a full, and we both pretty much said, that's it for marathons. It's been great. It's been fun. But now I've done it. And he had done several. And then, I mean, he even said before we started uh, during the COVID time of, of beginning to exercise more, he said, you know, my doctor always said more than four miles is just showing off. We don't need to run more than four miles. But, you know, as we were at home and, and just putting in more and more miles, it just made sense. Um, and in fact, we did a thing at the end of 2020 for November and December. We decided because we'd been doing so many miles that we would do a half marathon every Saturday of November and December to kind of like beat 2020 out. You know, I remember when you did that and roll into 2021. Well, you know, here we are at the, you know, we're now into 2022 and we are still not out of this uh, virus, but we will be. But I was thinking, Honey, you, you know, you saw that you were able to go further and further. But lately, you've also gone faster and faster. Yeah, yes. But that has to do with weight. Uh, and, and I weigh less now than I did in high school. And that was a, a change in my diet where a few years ago, I started thinking about, okay, why do I keep, because through the years, I go up and down, even running. My doctor told me one time, he said, you're, you're probably the heaviest avid runner I know. <laughs> he called me a closet <laughs> eater, which, which <laughs> and, uh, and I love my doctor. So anyway, <laughs> he said, anyway, he said, you need to start eating healthier. So the way I started eating healthier is, is I found, and Sissy and I found five or six foods that we really like that, that's really healthy for us. And then we just mix and match them sure. uh, during the course of the week. And it's no different than when you're eating unhealthy. You're when you eat unhealthy and, and fattening foods, you're only eating things that you like anyway. You're not eating a large array of foods unless right. you're rich and famous. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of what I what I started doing. And I, I I never had weight fall off of me the way weight fell off of me. I 
I, I, from my highest, because my highest weight was 245. And uh, the last time I went to the doctor, I was like 153, 154. Wow. So, yeah. Well, well, that makes us all envious. I know at a lot of times you hear that men's weight can drop off. And, you know, I know that when I eat better, I feel better. Right. I mean, it's just kind of natural. You put junk in your body, yeah. you feel like junk. You put good stuff in your body, you feel good. So, um, and that's one of the, I would say that is one of the good things that it came out of really not going to restaurants, you know, because you, it wasn't a good idea for such a long time. We started cooking at home more and we really did pick foods that would be good for us. And uh, not like during Harvey when we knew yeah. that Hurricane Harvey was coming and we went to the store and bought all the comfort foods we could possibly find. Sure. And, you know, I know that you had a horrible flood from Harvey. We we were just flooded in. Our house didn't have it. So we just sat and ate and watched the horror around us with no way to help anyone out yeah. there uh, until it got better. But, you know, with this was tragedy that we have gone through in the last two years, the whole country has, or the whole world has, you know, some good has come from that is we've sure. developed some healthier habits exercise wise and some healthier habits eating wise. But I also think, you know, don't you think that your, your tracker, your watch, we, we use the Apple watch, but whatever tracker kind of watch you're using, don't you think that's helped you? Yes. Yeah. I, I think, the Apple Watch is what we use, and it's it helps you keep up with a lot of your medical. I'm trying to name the word. Uh, your stats, your, kind of your stats, yeah, your blood pressure, stats, and uh, you, you keep your heart rate. You know where your heart rate's at, at during your runs. That's another thing. I, I I have been able to really understand my pace directly related back to my heart. I can look at my Apple Watch and. And if I know if I'm if my heart rate's around 120 to 125, I'm probably doing about a 10 and a half minute mile. If my heart rate's around 135, I'm in the eight and a half to nine minute pace. So uh, as you're running, you can kind of start, you know, judging your time and your point of reference of where you're at on the course. Yeah. And Sissy Blair, our guest over Christmas, is also a, a avid runner and she has a new toy that she was talking about with you. Of course, that's one of those things that I don't get. Yeah. And she she really likes to monitor her 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 stats, I guess, if you will, your personal stats. So, yeah, he does. You know, he looks at his heart rate and I, I mostly at this stage where I am, I just look at my pace, what it tells me my pace is. And the, I would say one of the things that I figured out for me, which I wish I had figured out months ago, I started out walking, lots and lots of walking, and I would listen to podcasts all the time as I walked and love that, still do love to do that. But I switched to music a couple of weeks ago and my pace picked up by listening to, you know, upbeat music. And I thought, oh, yeah, that's right. I used to listen to music when I would run. And, you know, so things you learn as you go, you know, and what works for you. Um, so how about, honey, on days that maybe you didn't want to get up and run? How did you get yourself up to run on those days? Well, there's a lot of those days that you just get up and for whatever reason, your body is just tired. But what I have been able to talk myself through, if I just get up and go start doing it, about a mile and a half to two miles into it, you normally end up having one of your better runs. It's maybe just a 
your brain trying to say, hey, let's not go this is worth it. You're glad you did it. Yeah. Right. But once you're out there, you know, I, I know there was a time back in August, I really didn't want to run. And I, I'm like, I do not want to run today. And the whole time I'm putting my shoes on, I'm thinking, I really don't want to run. But it's there's kind of a routine. I go run and I come back and our boxer gets a treat. So <laughs> they kind of force me out the door anyway. <laughs> they, they want the treat. I mean, we know routines are good, you know, for, for us, for especially for kids on the spectrum, for everybody. Everybody likes routines. And I know, I think Sissy and I have talked about this before and maybe not, but it was, a, I had a hard time getting into a routine when the lockdown occurred. You know, I made myself make a routine and, you know, take a shower and make a lot of that, all that. But, you know, I think for a lot of people, routines are, are super important. And without it, you don't really know what to do with yourself. Right. Well, I mean, it, and that day turned out to be one of my better runs in August. Sure. But going back to the routine, once you start a running routine or, or a walking routine, if you do it more than six weeks, it becomes a routine. And when you do not do it, then you feel bad. Just as eating, as, as you said a few minutes ago about comfort food, when you start eating healthy or and eating things that are good for you, when you do step out of bounds, which we all do, that's just common. That's just a human issue. We all step out of out of our comfort bounds from time to time. And you go back and eat something that you normally don't eat, like a hamburger or something fried. It makes you physically ill. And you go, wow, now I understand why I'm not eating that anymore. Because yeah. it doesn't feel good. Just as someone who starts eating healthy for the first four to six weeks, it may not be the best tasting to them, but I think your taste adjusts and what you get used to adjusts. Oh, for sure. For sure. Absolutely. I was going to ask you about building longer and longer runs in, but what you're saying was you accidentally did a 10 miler that you didn't even know you could do when you were first starting to run. Well, when I first started, a four mile run was all I could do. And I went back to my doctor one day and I said to him, I said, I cannot get past four miles. And he goes, well, what happens? I'm like, well, I think I'm dying. <laughs> I said, I said, we get, I get to, I hit a wall. And he said, well, okay. He said, do this. He said, take your car and drive it two and a half miles down the road and park it in the parking lot and run back to where you started from. And I said, why? He said, because now you got to run back to your car. And I said, yeah, but I won't get there. I'll die after mile four. And he said, well, just just, just try it. So I did. I started at hit mile four. I, I, I was convinced I was dying. But by four and a half miles, I hit a second wind. And I actually, my time was faster the next, the last half mile than the whole run. So that's how I started training really and truly expanding my miles. I started just parking, you know, driving my car a certain distance and having to run back to it and yeah, it's, it's all about habits. All about habits. So it seems like I remember you telling me about having a dog that liked to run with you. Yes. Back in the mid-90s, late 90s, I had a, a lab, and her name was Sierra, and she loved to run with me. And she loved it so much that every morning she would go into my closet at 6 o'clock. She would let me stay in bed to six, but she would go in my closet and bring my running shoes and put them on the bed. <laughs> oh, goodness. So sweet. Yeah, she loved it. So that's a natural motivator. I mean, you wouldn't have thought about not getting up and running after she brought you those shoes. Well, yeah, you had right. to. She, 
she bugged me till I put my shoes on and went. And now running is like breathing for you. Yes, I running is is, is part of my life, my routine. You know, I love it. We, you know, we get up, Sissy and I both, we, we get up at 4, 4.30 in the morning. And depending on what Sissy's day is or mine, we normally have our run done by 8.30, 9 o'clock and uh, off to work or whatever else the, the dogs want us to do that day. So here we are in Orlando getting ready to do the Dopey Challenge. Was that on your bucket list? No, that was your bucket list. <laughs> was I it really, it was. Sissy? It's, it was a bucket list item for me from a long time ago because I used to run. Uh-huh. And then when I started working full time, well, I had a friend who did it, a friend that I was working with that did it. Do you remember Ellen? Um, she came out here and did and And that has always been like something I wanted to do. And I didn't think I would ever do it. Even after doing the full marathon, I thought there's just no way I'm going to be able to have the time, commit the time to get the runs in. But it was on my bucket list and here's my motivator. That's awesome. Let's go. That's amazing. uh, Sissy's a great runner. She, and, and she, she really is. She, she goes out days that I wouldn't go out. She goes out and there was during this training session for this dopey challenge, there was days that it was raining really hard and she put her shoes on and oh, would I, go. I know. There was days that was really cold. Uh, last uh, February, you know, yeah. in Houston, we had the hard freeze and we were looking at our miles and we put in more miles in February than we put in any other month of the year. We did 281 or 82 miles in the month of February. That is wild. I know. I mean, I know because Sissy, you know, during the summer when it was just so hot in Houston, she would be like, okay, well, I'm going to get my run in before it gets too hot. And it was already like 90 degrees in the morning. So I'm so impressed with your story, Joe. That's really cool. The thing is, like on a rainy day, he would have already, he's faster than me. And he he would have been done with his run back at the house. This only happened a couple of times. And, you know, because of the beautiful magic of the Apple phone, he would, call me and say, where are you? And I would say, give me 30 more minutes. Don't come get me yet because, um, you know, I wanted to try to get as much of the, but uh, much of the miles in as I could, because I knew this weekend was coming and I knew I wanted to be ready for it and not have to be pulled off the course because I'm not going to finish. I don't want that to happen. It ha- well, I'm I, not finished yet. Yeah. I am confident that it won't happen. Dr. Williams and that he is he and Alex and we're only a couple years difference in age and through my through the years my yearly physicals has turned more into conversations with him because since we're so close in age we're kind of going through we go through the same you know life cycle so so to speak and sure sure uh, and oh my when my physical uh last year was was my 60th birthday which I don't know how that happened but anyway I went and went and did my physical and I reminded him that I was the age that he told me he would be giving me medicine to make me comfortable before I die. That's right. That's right. That's amazing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It really is a testament to start small, give yourself grace, continue to do the things that you want to do, you know, a little at a time. So, and you find you don't really miss out on anything in life either. I've had friends say, 
I couldn't make that commitment. I, I, I miss out too much. And, and I think what you really have to start thinking is how much do I do that I really don't have to do? And right. what can I be doing that that's going to benefit me? That's exactly right. That's a great story, uh, yeah. Joe. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yes, uh, thank you, you for being here and talking with us and mm-hmm. coming to Orlando with me. Well, I wouldn't <laughs> want to be any other place. And, uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Well, I know you're going to do great. Sissy, Joe's interview was so inspiring. Thank you for having him on the podcast. He really made me think about my exercise and diet plan. And so uh, the story I loved the most was the story about every time his dog would put Joe's shoes on the bed, he would take the dog for a walk. And I thought a good run. It was a run that he would go on with the dog. It was take. Yeah, we take her on a run. And yeah. so I thought a good, a good question for that would be, you know, what schedule of reinforcement is that? Is that a fixed interval, a variable interval, a fixed ratio, or a variable ratio? All right. So I'm thinking it wasn't, it was fixed, you know, because it was. Every time, yeah. Every time. So we can throw out the variable pieces. If he would sometimes take her and sometimes not, then we would see the variable piece there right Uh, but then also if I'm thinking is it interval or ratio it was every time yeah the behavior was more discreet going for one versus looking at the amount of time between going for a run right yeah in fact it would pretty much be a continuous schedule of reinforcement correct each time It would yeah. be a fixed ratio it's, of one to one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So that's our answer. That's also considered a continuous schedule of reinforcement. Yeah. Well, Sissy, I hope you have a great rest of your dopey challenge. I know tomorrow mm-hmm. you've got the 5K, the next day you've got a 10K, the next day you've got a half marathon, and then finishing up for a full marathon. So I will be living vicariously through you. Thanks, everybody, for listening. As always, please like, subscribe, share, or comment on social media and or rate and review the us on the podcast app that you're using. Have a great weekend. Have a great weekend, guys. And I hope the next time I'm talking to you, I will be able to tell you I have conquered the Dopey Challenge. No Thanks. question about it. Bye. <laughs>